The story of Forrest Fenn's treasure hunt is a wild, wild story that for over a decade has completely fascinated the internet. It sounds like somebody threw together Willy Wonka and Indiana Jones into an algorithm and told it to write a script. Except this really happened. As the story goes, an eccentric millionaire made a challenge to the world. He's buried a treasure chest containing over a million dollars in gold, jewels, and other treasures. And all he has in the way of a hint is a poem tucked away in a hard-to-find book. For over a decade, the internet went crazy. Subreddits were created, YouTube theories were made, entire communities of thousands of people were obsessed over Forrest Fenn's every word, which led to real-life adventures where people scoured the United States to find this mysterious treasure chest he had hidden away. But tragically, along the way, multiple people passed away on the hunt for treasure. This became one of the deadliest games birthed on the internet. Until 2020, when Forrest Fenn confirmed that somebody had finally found his treasure. The race to find it, it seemed, was over. Unless you're one of the still active members of the Fenn treasure hunt community, where countless conspiracy theories exist, centered around one key question. What if the treasure hasn't actually been found? Today, we'll be talking about the incredibly dramatic circumstances of the hunt for Forrest Fenn's treasure, as well as all the dramatic twists and turns, the deaths, the revelations, and even some of the more recent updates to the case, including where the treasure was eventually found. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer, ready to go on a treasure hunt today for some answers to burning questions we may have about men. <laughs> and I am Eleanor, your stubborn skeptic, your perpetual pirate. I feel like I've introduced myself as a pirate on this podcast like more times than I have fingers, but it's still true. I like it though. It feels like you. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, we might scare ourselves into staying up all night, but one thing is for sure, we are glad to have you guys along for the ride today. Help us solve some clues, take you guys along on the mystery. We got a full crew here. <laughs> we do have a full treasure hunting crew, and I think that we need the help because today we're going to be talking about a treasure hunt that lasted for so long. The details of this story and the cases that kind of follow it are insane, unthinkable. The stuff that you would assume came straight out of a movie script, but is alarmingly real. If you could find buried treasure anywhere, Eleanor, what would you hope would be buried? Oh. I would hope for what is something really special to you that like maybe someone else wouldn't inherently like see as valuable, but it would mean a lot to you. Because my answer, maybe I'm just saying this because I want to tell you my answer. Okay, please. Honestly. Yes. Okay. So my answer is briar horse models. So when I was a kid, I used <laughs> okay. to collect little briar horses and I would just display them everywhere in my room. I had like an extensive collection of briar horses. <laughs> honestly, mine would be my passport, which I've somehow <laughs> lost in like oh the past couple months. So real. It's really an agonizing issue in my life because I'm too lazy to go and get a new one. <laughs> it is a process. I would absolutely go on a lifelong treasure hunt before going to the passport office. That's honestly so real. This 
This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This story of Forrest Fenn's treasure begins, of course, with a man named Forrest Fenn. Forrest and his wife used to run a high-end art and antique gallery in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and had a personal collection full of extremely valuable historic relics, like Sitting Bull's original peace pipe and a mummified falcon from King Tut's tomb. This made him obviously a very wealthy man, and as the years went on, he just became wealthier and wealthier. Tragically, however, in 1988, Forrest was diagnosed with kidney cancer. Faced with his own mortality and honestly probably looking for a distraction, he came up with an absolutely crazy scheme. He would bury some of his favorite artifacts somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and then he would die next to them. Very dramatic, very dramatic Forrest, but luckily he ended up beating the cancer, and he just put the treasure idea on hold. That is until his 80th birthday, when he decided to finally go through with it, though he opted out of the whole dying in the wilderness beside his buried treasure part. Forrest filled an antique bronze lockbox with hundreds of treasures. Gold coins, gold nuggets, rubies, diamonds, emeralds, and Chinese jade carvings. The contents were worth anywhere between $1 million and $5 million, based on estimates that Forrest has given out over the years. After he filled the chest, he took it somewhere out into the Rockies and hid it. But the thing was that Forrest this entire time wanted his treasure to be found. To him, that was the entire point. But he wasn't going to just give it away. He was going to make you work for it, okay? So in 2010, he self-published an autobiography titled The Thrill of the Chase. Very apt, okay? Mm -hmm. In addition to stories about his adventures as an Air Force pilot, this book also includes a poem that Fenn claimed had nine clues that would, quote, lead to the end of my rainbow and the treasure. So here's the poem. Maybe you guys will be able to figure it out on the fly if you want to play along at home. As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of Brown. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is drawing ever nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answer I already know. I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good, your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. Um, wow, what a poet. What what a guy. I'm kind of partial to Dr. Seuss. I think it's more like my personal reading level, but that was pretty interesting. However, 
a lot of people didn't find this poem all that interesting at first because a lot of people weren't even seeing it. The thrill of the chase was sold in only one local New Mexico bookstore. Quick side note, the book is now out of print, and copies show up online for as much as $3,200, so maybe don't go searching for it yourself. Anywho, word spread on the internet about this absolutely insane treasure hunt, and by 2011, there was already a small community of determined hunters. But once the media told Fenn's story, the chase was really on. The treasure attracted an eclectic bunch of hunters, including a guy named Tim Nobody who collects pinball machines, a one-legged motorcycle rider named Michael Hendrickson, and a Connecticut woman everybody just called Grandma. But it wasn't always the most pleasant search. Some really messed up people have popped up here and there in the search, too. For instance, alarmingly, a Nevada man pleaded guilty to stalking after he became convinced that the treasure was actually Forrest's granddaughter. Another searcher, a Pennsylvania man who was certain that it was hidden in Forrest's personal home, was arrested after he used an axe to break in. And then there are the deaths. As we know of, five people have passed away while searching for this treasure. First, a man went missing in January 2016 and was later found deceased in July. He was discovered by workers along the Rio Grande, but an autopsy didn't determine the cause of death. Then, three more people passed away in the summer of 2017. One man was found after falling 500 feet in Yellowstone National Park, another drowned in the Arkansas River in Colorado, and yet another man was found seven miles away from the car he owned in the New Mexico mountains. The final unfortunate victim of this treasure hunt was found by rescuers on March 21st, 2020, near the Dinosaur National Monument along the Utah-Colorado border. Thankfully, most people would stop putting their lives at risk when Forrest Fenn announced in mid-2020 that the treasure had finally been found. However, this announcement remains strangely very controversial to this day. Of course, it couldn't be as cut and dry as a treasure hunt, right? Like, this guy didn't just bury the treasure and then it was found in that today's episode. No. There are people all over the web conspiring to this very day on the nature of the treasure hunt itself, if it was ever even really solved, and just how involved Forrest was in the final finding of it. Up next, we'll be talking about the discovery of the Fen treasure, and how many people believe that the man who found it may not have actually solved the Fen poem. Every unsolved crime leaves us with a nagging sense that just one witness, one piece of evidence, one additional lead could change everything. Hi, I'm Carter Roy, host of the Spotify original from ParCast, Cold Cases. Every Monday, revisit some of the most puzzling crimes in history, a vast array of offenses that ran cold for decades. From burglary and arson to kidnappings and murder, each episode of Cold Cases pieces together the details of an elusive case. Some eventually had breakthroughs that closed the file, others remain open to this day. Solved or unsolved, you won't know which until the very end. Follow Cold Cases free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. The Fen treasure was found by a man named Jack in June of 2020, but it wasn't until months later that he revealed he was the one who found it. Jack had first heard about Fen's treasure hunt on Twitter back in early 2018 and couldn't believe he was a whopping eight years late on the hunt. Even more so, he was startled and shocked to find that nobody had even discovered the treasure yet. No one had even come close. In his 20s, he enrolled in medical school but Jack disliked almost everything about medicine other than treating patients. And plus, something else was taking up his mental real estate, Fenn's chase. Jack caught up with all of the hunter blogs to learn the basics, and he tracked down a copy of Forrest's memoir, The Thrill of the Chase, before diving into as much information on Forrest Fenn as he could. And then, just two years later, he did what so many other treasure hunters could not— he found Forrest Fenn's treasure. Jack found the chest on June 6th in 2020 in the state of Wyoming and began a long drive down to Santa Fe to verify that it was the real deal with Forrest that same day. And Forrest confirmed, yep, that's my chest. Before Forrest announced the find to the world, Jack asked him if he could remain anonymous, which Forrest agreed to, and they both seemed to agree that the location of the find should be kept secret. This whole situation was instantly controversial in the Fen treasure hunt community. Most of the hunters were pissed. They were like, how can you have us be hunting for this treasure for decades and then not disclose the location of the treasure? Most decided that this meant that something potentially fishy was going on. Either Forrest had never really hidden the treasure, there was no real answer, or he had ended the hunt without a real finder just to sort of get people off their back. And now this legitimately led to an alarming number of lawsuits presented against Forrest from people claiming that they were the rightful owners of the treasure, that they had spent all this time, all these resources, all this effort trying to find a treasure that was essentially a scam. Jack thought that potentially these lawsuits might out his identity. Remember, he wanted to remain anonymous. He decided to get ahead of it. He came forward in an article for the website Outside, but he also refused to reveal where he dug up the chest, claiming only that he found it in Wyoming. So you might be thinking, okay, the treasure hunt is over, right? No, absolutely not. This is Internet Urban Legends. We are <laughs> discussing the internet, right? The remaining hunters in the community are devoted now to discovering where the treasure was found. Even though there's no monetary treasure left, They're it dedicated. is still an internet mystery that has quite a few like really dedicated little Sherlocks trying to figure it out. Some of them are driven by a personal connection to Forrest. Some of them want closure. Some of them just want to solve the puzzle and know the answer because they've been working on it for years. But many of them have decided that instead of solving the treasure hunt, they want to solve the puzzle of whether Jack is lying about solving it. So they're <laughs> like, we honestly, we can kick the old mystery to the curb. We don't mm -hmm. even know where the treasure was. But like, how did this guy scam his way into finding the treasure and what's really going on here? 
On Reddit, one hunter has made a spreadsheet of more than 300 email conversations between searchers and Jack, a spreadsheet that seemingly grows every single day. Another internet detective built an algorithm to search the most popular fan-based YouTube shows to see if anyone named Jack had been mentioned before his name was revealed to the public. This is crazy. This is an entire subculture of people who are obsessed with this one topic. They have community within the space. I mean, they're watching YouTube shows about it. I can't believe I missed out on it. And now I'm like catching up now that like the whole series is over. It's like <laughs> it's like watching Game of Thrones now when there's an entire new spin-off show and the entire show is ended. Using this method, the internet detective discovered that Jack had called in and emailed one YouTube show under the pseudonym Jack from Philadelphia. A married couple named Mike and Christy, who run two fan-themed YouTube shows, say that their traffic is higher than ever all because these Jack conspiracies started. One of the most popular theories is that Jack either found the treasure on private property or he found it somewhere tourists aren't really allowed to go, like deep within the off-limits parts of Yellowstone National Park. Another theory that's gained a lot of traction is that Forrest knew his life was coming to an end, but he didn't want to burden his family with this years-long hunt that had led to lawsuits, fatal accidents, and even a fear of kidnapping. The theory goes on to say that Forrest Fenn chose to end the hunt by hiring Jack because it turns out before Jack went to med school, he used to be a writer. A writer with bylines in BuzzFeed, New York Magazine, and The Onion. And according to the theory, Forrest tipped him off to the treasure's location. And that's where the story ended for a really long time, until May 5th of 2022, when the location of the treasure chest was, in fact, finally revealed in the most boring way imaginable, <laughs> literally a court case. And surprise, surprise, it was, in fact, in Yellowstone National Park, as so many people believed. So the most recent lawsuit against the Fenn estate shows actually that Forrest did, in fact, tell someone exactly where the treasure was very soon after it was found. He told Yellowstone National Park's chief ranger, Sarah Davis. Now, a Florida man named Jamie McCracken, it's literally always a Floridian, accused Forrest in a lawsuit of moving the treasure four times. Essentially, whenever Jamie would get too close, Forrest would move it. He also claims in the suit that Forrest actually bought property near Jamie's search bot in order to keep tabs on him, and that every time Forrest claimed that the chest was in the same spot, Jamie claims he was lying. Now, Jamie McCracken is currently representing himself in court, <laughs> indicating that he also found evidence that Forrest was still alive after his death was announced. Oh. So oh. he's also claiming that Forrest faked his own death. Wow. Um, sure. The lawyer for Fenza State seemingly isn't taking it too seriously. He said, quote, I mean, this is bizarre shit. <laughs> but isn't it all? Isn't, isn't it all? Oh my God, isn't it all? Imagine being a lawyer for a dead man who ran like a decades-long treasure hunt. How much do you get paid on retainer, sir? Dead or potentially not, if you, if you listen to Mr. McCracken. If you listen to Jamie. In April 2022, the assistant U.S. attorney, Kimberly Bell, filed a motion to intervene in Jamie McCracken's case, arguing that publicizing the exact location of Ben's treasure would do exactly what Jack was afraid of. It would result in a surge of visitors and damage to the park. 
The McCracken lawsuit made photos of the chest public from when it was still in the ground, as well as some private emails between Jack and Forrest that occurred immediately after the treasure was found. Jack emailed Forrest on June 5th, 2020, apparently leaving the chest where he found it overnight. He then apparently retrieved it June 6th. That's crazy to me. Imagine, like, solving mm, nope. this treasure chest, like, solve, solving this treasure hunt, rather, and you just leave the treasure in the ground overnight, sir. It just seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, weird. And here's where it gets weirder. The lawsuit has also revealed that Jack may have already known where the treasure was. According to a recently unearthed document, Jack applied for tax status and apparently moved to Puerto Rico in September of 2019, nine months before he found the treasure. No matter what the case is and whether Jack knew ahead of time or not, on May 4th, the judge denied the government's motion to intervene in the case. It's interesting that you bring up Yellowstone National Park and the wildlife that could be disturbed if people were to start mass flooding this area where the treasure was found. Because Chief Ranger of Yellowstone National Park, Sarah Davis, points out that it's a very sensitive area for wildlife. And like an influx of tourists or people just, you know, coming to potentially cause damage to the property and dig around would be super harmful. One of the other big questions that I guess people have, and I, I guess I do too, is why it took so long for this treasure to be found. Now, some people believe in the petty treasure moving theory, which is a popular theory being thrown around in courtrooms across America. The theory goes that Forrest Fenn got pissed that people were about to find his treasure, and he just kept moving it. This just makes no sense to me. It's literally this man's, like, dying wish. He just wanted to, like... Yeah, I feel like he was, like, truly being harassed. His granddaughter was being harassed. His yeah. family was being harassed. His house was being broken into. If we're going to go with one conspiracy theory take on this case, I think it, I would be more prone to believe that he hired somebody to fake find it rather than mm -hmm. he prolonged this treasure hunt to ensure Same. that no one did. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't think that moving it around also just based on like where the treasure was seemingly found in Wyoming, like it would have been a real hassle to move this treasure, if not like borderline impossible, especially for an aging man, unless, I, you know, he hired someone else to do it. Either way. Actually, now that we're talking about this, I'm sorry not to cut you off. I could see him moving it if people were having too hard a time <gasps> of finding it. Ooh. Like if he was just like, like he didn't even hire somebody, but he's like, I'm honestly sick of it. I'm going to move it to an easier spot. Yeah. Like maybe the fact that this guy was able to find it within two years, maybe for the vast majority of this treasure hunt, it was somewhere completely unobtainable. You couldn't yeah. find it. He talked to a couple other people, like treasure hunters who were investigating this and seemingly... He made allusions to it being placed high up, which seemingly is not where it was found. It was like found at ground level. So maybe these clues were misinterpreted, but there is some evidence to lead us to believe that potentially it was in a place that was too difficult to find. Right. And he's like, man, I'm old as dirt. I want to see this thing yeah. found. So he moved it into an easier spot. Jack has also said that apparently the spot is fairly personal to Forrest, so it's interesting. You know, maybe he really did move it to a different spot, and maybe the first spot was, again, people have theorized on this private property, somewhere illegal to go, who knows. Area 51, 
Like in inside of an alien, we just we have no concept. No matter what, we can agree that the poem is confusing as hell, right? Like just so confusing. I would not have been able to decipher a singular clue from that, but maybe I'm just kind of stupid. No, I think it's it's pretty vague. So it's unsurprising to me that people are frustrated about the treasure hunt because they were looking in so many different places. Forrest Fenn was also obviously quite eccentric and basically running an entire treasure hunt like this all on his own in his later age. He's wild. And if you're crazy enough to build a literal treasure chest of riches and then write this confusing poem as the only hint, you're probably also crazy enough to maybe move the box, maybe hire someone to find the box, maybe, I don't know. No theory surprises me because this entire story is nuts. We want to know what you guys think about today's episode. Have you ever heard of Forrest Fenn's treasure? Do you think that maybe you would have been able to decipher the clues before anyone else and you just missed out on like a cool five mil? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Mehra and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, aka The Gruesome Twosome. Hi, I'm Carter Roy, host of the Spotify original from ParCast, Cold Cases. Every Monday, explore the many types of crime, the many ways they remain unsolved, and how long it takes to find the answers, if ever. Solved or unsolved, you won't know which until the very end. Follow Cold Cases free and only on Spotify.